Amen. Thank you, brother. Um, again, I want to appreciate you all praying for me. I, I've been uh, feel kind of weak, and uh, my voice starts to give out on me, but hopefully it'll last long enough to get through the baptismal service. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew, the third chapter, if you would. I always try to preach a message on baptism when we have one here. I've preached a lot of them over the years. And uh, they're all about the same, but uh, they're the truth about baptism. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing as we read our text. We're going going to begin reading in verse 13 of of the third chapter of the book of Matthew. And we're going to read through the... uh, 17th verse and it says then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him now listen to this closely as we read it I know I've read it many times over the years but uh, listen to it closely because uh, I was talking to somebody here not too long ago you know and, and they said they didn't even know Jesus had been baptized but uh but this is, this is pretty clear here right now. Uh, but John forbade him. In other words, John said, no, uh, uh, I, I'm not going to. Saying, I, need, I have need to be baptized of thee, comest thou to me. Or why, why do you come to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, suffer it to be so. Now for thus it becometh us. To fulfill all righteousness. Now that gives you some key why important, how important baptism is. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway, straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord. It, uh, it's been, a, it's been a, something that's helped me up all these years. And, Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit, if it be your will, to just give, me, just give me one more strength, Lord, each and every day. I pray that you'll give me the strength to face that day. And, Lord, I pray that you'll do the same thing today. Take care of us, Lord. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I have a question for you to start out this message today. How many of you could explain the meaning of scriptural baptism? That's important. You know, we we talk about baptism and 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 we, we always add scriptural baptism. Well, the, the, the really the meaning is because there are so much, so many different kinds of baptisms out there. You know, there are those that sprinkle and there are those that uh, uh, dip the hand, head in water and, and some that pour water out over the head and such and such as this, and they call it baptism. But we, we need to understand that when Jesus was baptized, he went down under the water, 
and he came up out of the water, and and there he was, uh, he he was baptized. Now, what what it doesn't mean? What bab, What is it that baptism doesn't mean? Well, first of all, it doesn't mean just something a child is told that they must consider sometime in their life. Uh, little Kendall, you need to realize that this is a serious thing in your little life, your young life. And what a great blessing it is that these children, you know, Jesus said, uh, except we come as a little child, you know, we may not be even be accepted. But uh, how can a little child help but not come as a little child? It's a great blessing, I tell you, when when uh, I talked with her Wednesday night a week or so ago, and uh, or well, last week I guess it was the week before last. But anyway, she uh, she came to me as a little child. Really, I mean, it was amazing uh, how that she came, and uh, and how, and the things that she said. You know, it just amazes me these children. It really does. They, they know what they're talking about. You know, sometimes grown-ups may not quite know what they're talking about. These children know what they're talking about. They, they, they know what all of this means. They know, they know what all this means to them and, and such. And so uh, just remember uh, uh, this as we think about what, what baptism is or what it is, what it doesn't mean. We, we, we realize that uh, certainly sound Baptists, but usually it comes from unsound Baptists that, you know, they, they tell their children, well, it's time for you to be baptized. And I know a Baptist that do that. I know a Baptist that have done that in the past. And I know Baptists who do it now. You know, they'll, they'll, tell, they'll tell their children. Uh, I remember when I was a child, yeah, believe it or not, I do. I remember when I was a child, and I remember somebody told me one time, and I went to Sunday school for about two or three months. That's, that's, all, that's all the the church or anything I ever got when I was growing up. My mom and dad didn't go to church, and, and uh, my mom's religion was two pictures hanging on a wall. And uh, that's what she taught us kids. She taught us kids that one picture was Jesus, and she taught us the other picture was Mary. And she said, don't let them catch you doing anything because they'll bring the devil down on you. That's what, that was my mother's religion. And as I've said many times before, I, I used to come in drinking a little bit, and I'd crawl past those pictures. Because I did not want Satan to come down on me at that time, but uh, that that was a religion. And and uh, but what's the difference in some religious family telling their children, "Well, it's time for you to be baptized." That's just that's just not the way. That's not the way it's done. It's time for you to be baptized. Um, where, where did this where did this unsound teaching come from? Well, if you if you know some of the religions, 
especially the Roman Catholic religion. The Roman Catholic religion tells their the parents when to baptize, have that child baptized. And they really believe, they believe that if that child is not, has not been sprinkled, then that child's going to die and go to hell. They really believe that. <clears throat> I think Stephanie and Winston got into that a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, they believe that, but I, I don't believe that, and, and I know that not any, not any sound Baptists really believe that. All unsound Baptist assemblies have swallowed the Armenian view of salvation and baptism a hook, line, and sinker. They've swallowed it, they've taken it, and they've, they've never understood what, what it means to be scripturally baptized. And that's what we're going to talk about. I'm not going to be preaching very long this morning because I want to go ahead and get into the baptism. Uh, but anyway, uh, it, take, it, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't take long for people to begin to understand where a lot of this comes from and where a lot of this is taught. 98%, and I don't believe that's high. I read it too high. 98% of Protestant assemblies and 95% of pseudo-Baptists believe baptism has something to do with being saved. They really do. They, they really do, and uh, that's why they get into this thing. It's time for you to be baptized. Preachers, uh, I know, uh, like I said, I went, to, I went to Sunday school for about three months, maybe a little longer than that, when I was growing up. I was 10 years old, and I remember they called him Brother Tucker. He was a pastor of the church that my brother-in-law and, and sister went to, and they're the ones that took us to Sunday school and church. And uh, I remember him making that very statement, him making that very statement to us kids, uh, that uh, the Sunday school teacher got all of us to go forward. And the Sunday school teacher said, I'm going to get up and go and y'all follow me. And us, about eight or ten of us little kids followed him down the aisle and they set all of us little kids on the front row. And the, and the pastor of the, it was a Baptist church, and the pastor came along and asked every, each and every one of us, and the Sunday school teacher had already told us, said, if he asks you why you coming up here, tell him, tell him, tell him you believe in Jesus. And uh, that's what every one of us kids did. And, uh, and that, that was sufficient. And, and they told, they took, I never did get baptized because I didn't go back, uh, but uh, they took all, all those little kids out to a pond down below where the church was there in the mountains. They took a, all the little kids down there, and they dunked them in the water. And those little kids didn't know, did not know what they were talking about. Now, little Kendall knew what she was talking about. Little Aniston knew what she was talking about. Little Ella knew what she was talking about. These kids know what they're talking about because they've been taught the truth, and they know the truth. And, and don't don't ever think that your kids can't learn the truth because they can learn the truth, and 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 they uh, uh, they know what the truth is. 
Now, it has nothing, first of all, first of all, I want to say it has nothing to do with salvation. Not one thing. It has to do with serving the Lord. It has to do with serving the Lord. The first thing a person does in, in, in uh, serving the Lord is to be scripturally baptized. That's the first thing they do. That's, that's the very first thing they do. If little Kendall, I'll call her little Kendall, because uh, that's what I've always called her. If little Kendall is not saved, I personally believe she is, then this baptism is of no use to her. This baptism is of no use to an unsaved person. I mean, I, I, could, I could gather up all of the city of Lyons, bring them in here, and I, I couldn't because I wouldn't be able to do that, but uh, bring them in here and get them baptized, it wouldn't help them one, one bit in getting to heaven. Not one bit would it help them in getting to heaven. It has nothing to do with getting to heaven. It has to do with serving the Lord after you're saved. The first thing we do is we obey the Lord in baptism after they're saved. Now, what does it mean? It means that little Kendall Hartley is already saved and has been since that Wednesday night. That's what it means. It means that she's already saved. I believe that. I believe that with all of my heart. I, I believe that these kids can, can talk about salvation and what it means to them a lot better than some grown-ups can, and, and I do believe that. It means that she knows that baptism will open the door of the Lord's church for her to enter in and fellowship with the Lord's people and someday being the bride of Christ. That's what it means. And uh, uh, and little Kendall never said anything about that, but let me tell you, Ella did. Ella said something about she wanted to become a member of Landmark Baptist Church. Little Kendall, all little Kendall said was, I want to be baptized after she said that she was saved. But now little Ella, when, when she came forward or when she talked to me, she said she wanted to be baptized into the membership of Landmark Baptist Church. They understand those things, folks. And, and I tell you, that blesses your heart to know that they understand those things. She knows, uh, well, let me say this first. The only fellowship the Lord recognizes as his bride. The only one. The only, only one. The only, those true fellowships. Those true places that the Lord, that that the Lord has, has that Father has followed the Lord in in church, followed the Lord in belief, and followed the Lord in the truth. It, it's the only one. What what else does it mean? It means that she knows that baptism will open the door of the Lord's church for her to enter in and fellowship with the Lord's people. And as I said, be in the bride of Christ. The only fellowship the Lord recognizes as his bride. She knows at this minute that she must live in the newness of life. She understands that. I promise you she'll understand that. She'll, she'll know. She'll know that, uh, that her life has to change. And, and that's the thing, you know, these, these kids, uh, they realize their life has to change. And sometimes, Sometimes these kids 
teach the parents a lot of things. Sometimes they teach the parents a lot of things. Like Brother Tony Vance said one time here, Brother Tony Vance said there's a lot of things that his children had seen him and his wife do that he wished they hadn't have seen it. And and that's that's the way we are as grown-ups. Sometimes don't, if you're grown-up and you've got, a, you've got a, a child that's been saved, don't live a terrible life before them. Live a righteous life before them because that's important. Live a life before them that they'll see what it means to be a Christian and, and to serve the Lord. Live that kind of life before them. <clears throat> In baptism, you show the world that you have died to sin and you're resurrected to the newness of life. That's what she's doing. She is re-preaching the gospel all over to every one of you here today. That's what she's going to be doing. She's going to be re-preaching the gospel to you. Christ himself, seeking baptism, knew this is what the Father's will was for him. He knew it. He told John, said, you have to. You have to. John said, but, but I need to be baptized of you. He said, no, I have to be baptized of you. He, he knew that. He knew that. Christ himself, seeking baptism, knew that this was the Father's will for his life. Little Kendall knows this is the Father's will for her life or she wouldn't have asked for it. Let me say that again. Little Kendall knows this is God's will for her life or she would not have asked for it. She would not have said a word about it. These kids ask for it. They, they ask for baptism. They seek baptism. They know, they know that when it comes time, they know what to do. They, 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 they know exactly what to do. He knows. Well, Ken, Brother Little Kendall knows this is the, this is the, uh, Father's will for her life. I just got a little bit more here I want to say before we baptize. I get this paper separated. One thing we know in the text that we just read to you, one thing we know Christ didn't need to be saved. He didn't need to be saved. Why would he seek baptism? When he didn't need to be saved, if, if, if baptism saved you, well, then Christ didn't need to be saved, then baptism has nothing to do with salvation. We know that. Because he did not need to be saved. He was born the Son of God. And he, he matter of fact, he died. He died for little Kendall. He died for these children here that today and for all of you that are saved today. He died for you. But let me tell you, you try to tell this to the Camelites. I had an experience one time with a man that came to our church, not here. That's when I was pastoring in Kentucky. I've been pastoring soon to be 55 years. Well, it is 55 years. I've been pastoring. And uh, I've met a lot of things. Back about maybe... 45, 50 years ago, 
we had a man that just got out of prison. And I happened to be at his house talking with his wife and children about the Lord when he got out of the vehicle that had brought him home. And they lived down in a hollow. Some of you don't know what a hollow is, but they lived down in a hollow. And we looked up on the road. We saw the road. The road was way up there. And we looked up on the road. We saw this car stopped. We saw this fella get out of it. And and I asked, I asked the lady there that I was talking to. I didn't know him. I asked the lady that I was talking to. I said, who's that? She said, that's my husband. He got out of prison today. And I thought, well, now what's he going to think about me being there? The first thing came to my mind. What's he going to think about me being there? Well, he came down, and I had opportunity to sit down and witness to him. And so that night, they were having a, the Camelites, that is the Church of Christ, was having a meeting in a tent right down from their house. So they, he, they got the children all ready. They had about six or seven children. They got the children all ready, and they went down to that meeting. And uh, he got up, and he went forward, told, him, told them that he'd been talking to a preacher and that the Lord had saved him. And uh, when it was all over, some of the group there went to him, and they said, I know you think you're saved, but you're not until you receive our baptism. Now, they really believe that, folks. They really do believe that. That uh, they said, you're not saved until you receive our baptism. And so he said, but I know I'm saved. He argued with them. I mean, it's amazing. He argued with them. He told them, he said, I know I'm saved. And he said, uh, he said, why are you telling me I have to have your baptism? I mean, here, here's a guy that just got out of prison. He'd been in prison 17 years. He just got out of prison. So the next Sunday, all that family came to our church, Cynthia, Kentucky. That whole family came. And he came forward. When we gave the the uh, last last song we sang, he came forward, and he testified. Here was a man that got out of prison, didn't know the Lord, didn't even know, hadn't heard of the Lord that much in his life, and he got up and he testified at at our church. He stood up front and he testified of what happened to him in that in that Camelite tent meeting they were having. What happened to him? And his you know, his uh, uh, his testimony was that he knew he was saved, but they told him he wasn't. And uh, I asked him, I said, Well why are you coming here? He said, Because I want to be baptized like I should be. Now, he, he, he knew that stuff. It's amazing. He knew that stuff. And, and he was scripturally baptized, 
we took him out to the Lincoln River and we baptized him in the Lincoln River and and he was baptized you know one of the greatest examples of one being truly saved is one that understands when something is wrong understands that something is not right that's that's truly one of the evidences of salvation first time we know something's not right you know little Kendall I hope and pray that you'll live your life to the fact that you'll know when something happens that something's not right and you'll say something about it don't be afraid to say anything about it What was the results of baptism? Here's the results of verse 17. When Jesus got scriptural baptism, he said, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Let's expect that today. Let's expect that today when little Kendall gets, goes under that water and she's baptized. Let's expect that today. That the Lord is going to receive her, not only receive her in salvation, but going to receive her in scriptural baptism. And I pray that that will happen. I pray this will be the same results for little Kendall. All right, we're ready.